Hello, my name's Laura and this is German Grammar Pod. This podcast is the second of two on the conditional. This podcast covers the extra pieces of information about the conditional that I find useful, the practical bits. The first thing I want to say is, in case you get a test on the conditional, I should point out that not all sentences counted as the conditional include a Werder, Hetter or similar verb form that I covered last time. Nor are all sentences that include a would or a Werder, etc. necessarily a conditional. Some are reported speech. For instance, John said he would tell her, where I'm reporting what John said. Reported speech is a topic in itself, so I'm not going to go into that for now. For now, it's enough for you to know that you should be wary if you see what appears to be a conditional in reported speech. That's words that the speaker or writer is reporting that another person said or wrote without quoting them directly. So, John said he would tell her, as opposed to, John said, I will tell her. Back on sentences that count as the conditional, but that don't include a Werder or similar verb form. These sentences are nothing to worry about as they work the same way as in English. They're sentences involving an if clause that just use a normal present tense or future tense verb like in English. An example of a sentence like this is If we give up now, we won't ever find out. Wenn wir jetzt aufgeben, werden wir es nie erfahren. You may remember that in my podcast on the future tense, I mentioned that German can use the present tense instead of the future tense to talk about the future. The same applies in these conditional sentences. So, even though you might use a future tense in the English version of a conditional sentence, unless using the present tense would make your sentence ambiguous, you can use the present tense in the German version. For instance, if I write to him now, he'll get the letter the day after tomorrow. Wenn ich ihm jetzt schreibe, bekommt er den Brief übermorgen. Literally, if I to him now write, gets he the letter the day after tomorrow. Now, there is a theoretical explanation of what sort of sentences fall into this category, but I never bothered to learn it. To be honest, I hadn't really even connected this sort of sentence with the conditional until I saw it in my grammar book. I had simply been happily using sentences like this without a second thought. For me, the thing to remember is that if sentences with just a present or future tense instead of a would in English translate into if sentences with just a present or future tense in German instead of a Werder. Another thing I wanted to mention in this podcast is that German has more than one word for if and also that the word if covers more than one word in German. First of all, I'd like to look at if's slight ambiguity in English. If in English can sometimes be a synonym for whether. For instance, I don't know if I like him or not. You could also say this sentence as, I don't know whether I like him or not. Anytime you could substitute the word whether for if, this type of if always translates as ob in German. Unlike in English, where you have a choice between if and whether, whether and the type of if that mean whether are always ob. In German. I won't say any more about ob now because ob is not the sort of if you use in the conditional. The sort of if you use in the conditional is the one you can't replace with whether. For instance, if I knew, I'd tell you. And this is the one I'm going to be talking about for the rest of this podcast. 
The translation I've always given you for this not whether meaning of if is then. I like to think of then as the default word for this sort of if, the one I use unless I have a reason not to. The problem is that then doesn't have quite the same range of meaning as if does in English. Not only can you not use then to mean whether, but the meaning of then extends a bit further than ifs does. In addition to if, then can also mean either when or whenever. So for instance, wenn ich nach Wien komme, besuche ich meine Schwester, can mean either if I go to Vienna, I visit my sister, or when I go to Vienna, I visit my sister, or whenever I go to Vienna, I visit my sister. What's more, because German can also use the present tense to talk about the future, the same sentence can also mean if I go to Vienna, I'll visit my sister, or when I go to Vienna, I'll visit my sister. Those first three English sentences all mean the same thing, but the last two, where I use the future instead of the present tense in the second part of my sentence, have a different meaning. In the first three sentences, I'm explaining that each time I go to Vienna, I use the opportunity to visit my sister. But in the last two sentences, I'm talking about a single trip to Vienna, which hasn't happened yet, which I intend to use to visit my sister. In one of the sentences, the when one, I'm certain that I'm going. And in the other, the if one, it's still just a possibility, but neither says anything about whether this is something I always do. Because when can mean either if or when, and because German can use the present tense to talk about the future, neither the distinction between how definite I am about going to Vienna nor the one between whether I go regularly or I'm planning a trip is made clearly in the German sentence. However, because German can only use the present tense to refer to the future if this wouldn't be ambiguous, these sentences should generally be interpreted as having the present tense meaning, if I go to Vienna, I visit my sister, unless it's clear from the context that they must mean the future tense, if I go to Vienna, I will visit my sister. Without further context, if I want to be clear about the latter sense, I should use the future tense in German. Wenn ich nach Wien komme, werde ich meine Schwester besuchen. This has to mean either if I go to Vienna, I'll visit my sister, or when I go to Vienna, I'll visit my sister. To differentiate between if I go to Vienna, I'll visit my sister, and when I go to Vienna, I'll visit my sister, there's a different word you can use for if that can't mean when. This other word is falls, and it only has the if I go to Vienna, I'll visit my sister sense. In fact, if you use falls, you can go right back to using the present tense, as it takes away all ambiguity. Both falls ich nach Wien komme, besuche ich meine Schwester, and falls ich nach Wien komme, werde ich meine Schwester besuchen, have to mean if I go to Vienna. I'll visit my sister. I like to think of falls as meaning in case, as this helps me separate out its meaning from wenn, which also means if. You use both falls and in case when you want to make clear the uncertainty of a single event happening. For instance, in case I go to Vienna, I'll visit my sister. Falls is far more common in German than in cases in English. So the translation into English often sounds a little odd, if you do use in case. 
but it gives you the idea. I also find thinking of it as in case helps me remember that FALS rules out the possibility of the if I go to Vienna I visit my sister meaning as FALS is used to talk about individual possibilities or cases rather than generalizations. By the way, just like when, whenever or in case can sometimes be substituted for if in English. There are words other than wenn and fals that mean if or something pretty similar in German. However, I'm not going to mention them all now, as I don't think trying to memorise them will be in the least helpful. Suffice it to say that you may come across words other than wenn and fals that play the same role as if and forewarned is forearmed. Now that you know that's possible, you should be in a position to recognise their role when you come across them. Now, the next topic I wanted to cover is conditional sentences and different tenses. So far, we've stuck to the nice simple types of sentence. Wenn ich nach Wien komme, muss ich dich sehen. If I come to Vienna, I'll have to see you. And Wenn ich nach Wien kommen würde, müsste ich dich sehen. If I came to Vienna, I'd have to see you. Off the top of my head, I can't actually tell you the correct grammatical names for the tenses those sentences are in. And in fact, with the conditional, I think the official names the various tenses of the conditional have been given are more confusing than helpful. So, because of both those things, I'm not going to go into the official tense names here. What I'm going to do in this podcast instead is give you examples of other conditional sentence tenses you might come across and how these translate into German, which is how I've got this part of grammar in my head, and refer generally to the present and past tenses in the conditional, rather than their official names, which as I understand it, they have for historical rather than practical reasons. Let's start off with three examples. Wenn er schneller arbeiten würde, if he would work faster. Wenn er schneller gearbeitet hätte. If he had worked faster. Wenn ich zu Hause geblieben wäre. If I had stayed at home. The first one is what I think of as present tense form of the conditional. The one we've been doing all along. This one can comprise just a würde plus the infinitive. Like in wenn er schneller arbeiten würde if he would work faster or alternatively if your verb is haben sein or one of the modal verbs you use a one word version of the conditional instead like i was talking about last time for instance wenn er nur schneller wäre if only he were faster alternatively you can use the conditional form of a modal verb together with an infinitive for instance er könnte schneller arbeiten. He could work faster. The key thing is that to get what I'm calling a present tense, you either use würde or the conditional version of a modal verb plus an infinitive, or you just use the conditional form of a modal verb or hätte or wäre on its own without any other verb in the clause. Here are three model present tense conditional sentences to help you remember that. Ich würde schneller arbeiten. I would work faster. Ich könnte schneller arbeiten. 
I could work faster. Ich wäre schneller. I would be faster. Wenn er schneller gearbeitet hätte, if he had worked faster, and wenn ich zu Hause geblieben wäre, if I had stayed at home, are in a different tense, which I like to think of as a past tense, because they refer to the past. To make what I'm calling a past tense, you use a past participle. For instance, gearbeitet, worked, or geblieben, stayed, together with hätte or wäre. For instance, wenn er schneller gearbeitet hätte, if he had worked faster, and wenn ich zu Hause geblieben wäre, if I had stayed at home. Whether you use hätte or wäre depends on whether you would normally form the perfect tense of that particular verb with haben or sein. So, for instance, ich habe schneller gearbeitet, I have worked faster, becomes ich hätte schneller gearbeitet, I would have worked faster, and ich bin zu Hause geblieben, I've stayed at home, becomes ich wäre zu Hause geblieben, I would have stayed at home. The rules for which verbs take haben and which ones take sein in the perfect tense are explained in my podcast Past Tenses, How to Use the Perfect Tense. Don't forget that although I keep talking about hätte and wäre, these verbs are conjugated and change their endings to match the nominative subject you're using them with. I've stuck to I, he, she and it as my nominative subject to make life simple. But you might also get, for instance, wir hätten schneller gearbeitet, we would have worked faster, or ihr alle wärt zu Hause geblieben, you all would have stayed at home. Now, with the past tense of the conditional, things get slightly more complicated when you want to throw a modal auxiliary, like können, can, into the mix. An example of this in English is saying, I could have bought a new dress if I'd known, as opposed to, I would have bought a new dress if I'd known. So, in English, all I've done is replace the would in I would have bought a new dress if I'd known with could. The rest of the sentence stays the same. Not so in German. In German, the sentence I would have bought a new dress if I'd known is Ich hätte ein neues Kleid gekauft, hätte ich es gewusst. But I could have bought a new dress if I'd known comes out as Ich hätte ein neues Kleid kaufen können, hätte ich es gewusst. My past participle gekauft has turned into two infinitives, kaufen können. So in both sentences you get hätte in second position. But when I throw in the modal verb, instead of a past participle like gekauft at the end of the clause, I get two infinitives in the order main verb, modal verb. For instance, ich hätte ein neues Kleid kaufen können. Unlike when I'm not using a modal verb, I stick with hätte, not wäre, in second position, whether my main verb would take haben or sein in the perfect tense. For instance, bleiben, to stay, takes sein in the perfect tense, 
but once you not only put it in what I'm calling the past tense of the conditional, but throw in a modal verb too, instead of ich wäre zu Hause geblieben, I would have stayed at home, you get ich hätte zu Hause bleiben können, I could have stayed at home. Beginners, I suggest that you simply stick to using the conditional in what I've been calling the present tense for now and concentrate on getting a good grasp of how to do the perfect tense before you attempt the past form of the conditional. Only once you're happy with the perfect tense are you ready to move on to the past tense form of the conditional. Intermediate learners, I suggest you initially focus on how to do the past tense form of the conditional without modal verbs. In fact, I would simply practice forming them with hitter until this comes naturally to you. Until then, don't worry about differentiating which verbs should use wäre instead of hätte. You form the perfect tense of more verbs with haben than sein, and mastering how to make a hätte sentence is a much bigger step than learning how to use wäre instead of hätte for certain verbs. On the other hand, I think that trying to master both parts at once is making your life unnecessarily difficult. Now, this is where it gets really complicated, so this bit is really for advanced learners only. The problem is that I could have bought a new dress can have either of two meanings in English. I would have been able to buy a new dress or I was able to have bought a new dress. I made sure that the bit of your brain that interprets language for you knew that we were using the first meaning by adding the clause if I'd known at the end of my sentence. That if clause would only have followed the would have been able to form and the bit of your brain that lets you speak your native language like a native almost certainly knows this, whether you are consciously aware of it or not. The problem is that although there's no difference between how we say them in English, German forms these two versions differently. In other words, it expresses the I could have bought a new dress, which means I would have been able to buy a new dress, differently from the one that means I was able to have bought a new dress. Now, a further problem is that I don't think a native English speaker would ever actually say I was able to have bought a new dress instead of I could have bought a new dress. I simply use this distinction as the way I taught myself to understand the two options because you can apply this distinction to any sentence whereas translation into better but still unambiguous English varies a lot more depending on which modal verb you're using and the context. What the was able to have sentence really implies is that it's possible that I bought a new dress. That is, nothing rules this possibility out. Whereas the would have sentence tends more towards implying that although the opportunity existed, it wasn't taken. Anyhow, whereas I would have been able to buy a new dress, i.e. I had the opportunity to buy a new dress but didn't, is expressed as Ich hätte ein neues Kleid kaufen können I was able to have bought a new dress, i.e. it's possible that I bought a new dress, is expressed as Ich könnte ein neues Kleid gekauft haben. Instead of the conjugated verb in the second position in the clause being hätte, in this other version the conjugated verb is the conditional form of the modal verb, in this case könnte in second position, with the past participle of the main verb followed by haben at the end of the clause. Unless, that is, you're using a verb that takes sein in the perfect tense as your main verb. Then, instead of haben, it's sein at the end of the clause. For instance, 
Ich könnte zu Hause geblieben sein. I could have stayed at home. The best way I can think of to remember the difference between these two versions is to learn two example sentences and follow the pattern. Here are the two I suggest. Er hätte es kaufen können. He would have been able to buy it, i.e. he had had the opportunity to buy it, but didn't. And er könnte es gekauft haben. He was able to have bought it, i.e. it's possible that he bought it. It's up to you whether you memorise both possible meanings in English, or just one of them, or just the German sentences. Whatever makes life easiest for you. I found that eventually I just absorbed which sentence means what, although I had trouble with word order for a while after that, so I memorised a model for each sentence in German. But even today I still have no end of trouble translating them into unambiguous English sentences, rather than simply saying, he could have bought it, for both sentences. To be fair, unless you're trying to make a German grammar podcast on the conditional, this isn't something you'd usually need to do. The only important bit is to be able to use the right one when speaking or writing German. Advanced learners, I also want to give you examples of what these sentences sound like in subordinate clauses, as the conditional version doesn't work quite like a normal subordinate clause, where the conjugated verb goes right to the end. Instead, the hetta slots in just before the two infinitives. Again, I think the best thing to do is to learn two examples, then follow the same pattern for other verbs. My two examples are Wenn er es hätte kaufen können and Wenn er es gekauft haben könnte. Beginners and intermediate learners, this word order is far too complicated for you. So, I recommend just remembering that this is an area that has strange exceptions in it. Advanced learners, I recommend writing down and memorising those four examples. As I mentioned, working out which of these versions you need, something I only recommend as advanced learners attempt, is slightly problematic, as the German doesn't correspond well to the English. It's my experience that könnte and müsste are the most useful of those verbs in either version. So I recommend that very advanced learners learn to distinguish between the two possible versions for könnte and müsste. To do that, I recommend learning the sentences Er hätte es kaufen können. He would have been able to buy it, i.e. he had had the opportunity to buy it, but didn't. Er könnte es gekauft haben. He was able to have bought it, i.e. it's possible that he bought it. Er hätte es kaufen müssen. He ought to have bought it, i.e. he had to buy it, but didn't. And er müsste es gekauft haben. He had to have bought it, i.e. it's a fair deduction that he bought it. That's all I wanted to say on tenses. Now back to something a bit easier before the end of the podcast. That is, I want to mention a couple of extra places you can use the conditional in German. The first thing I want to mention is that just like English, you can use the conditional in German to express an if only. The only difference being that in English, these sentences often start with if only, whereas in German, although they start with a wenn, the bloß, nur or doch, which are all words for only, comes later in the sentence. German can also leave out the wenn. For instance, 
wenn ich nur zu Hause geblieben wäre. If only I had stayed at home. Wenn er bloß schneller arbeiten würde. If he would only work faster. Hätte mein Vater doch die Katze nie gekauft. If only my father hadn't bought that cat. The second thing I wanted to mention is that just like in English, you can use a conditional to make a request or question seem politer. For instance, Würden Sie bitte das Fenster aufmachen? Would you mind opening the window? Könntest du mir bitte helfen? Please could you help me? Notice that I didn't translate the first sentence too literally, as Would you please open the window? sounds more like an order to me than a polite request in English. I don't know why this should be, but to me it just does. English and German develop differently in that respect, and Würden Sie bitte das Fenster aufmachen is a nice polite request. Beginners, don't panic about this. If you've managed to express that you'd like someone to open the window at all, you're doing well. If you've managed to put a conditional or a bitter in to be polite, pat yourself on the back. You've done exceptionally well. Intermediates, I wouldn't worry too much about this either. If you can pick up a single way of asking what you want to ask and modify the sentence to have a du or a sie in it to match what you'd usually call the other person, then you're doing well. Advanced learners, you will find you gradually pick up a range of polite and less polite options for asking things to fit the situation from how others talk or write to you. Advanced learners, I should warn you that German also uses the conditional in places where English wouldn't to moderate the tone of statements and be politer. It's not that English doesn't let you do this, it's just that English would use other ways to do it. For instance, in German you can say Ich hätte doch noch eine Frage, which literally translates as I would have another question, but is just a polite way of telling someone you have another question. I think I would say in English, I have another question if you don't mind. In fact, for a number of reasons, there are places where German can, but doesn't have to, use a conditional, where English wouldn't use a conditional verb at all. Beginners and intermediate learners, you're pretty unlikely to come across these. Advanced learners might, though. However, I'm not going to give you any examples of where this can happen, because the rules are lengthy and complex, and I don't think learning them would be productive. Instead, I'm going to give you a simple piece of advice. If you come across any sentence where the conditional doesn't make sense to you, then try the sentence without a conditional. In other words, get rid of würde, think hat instead of hätte, can instead of könnte, to see if this makes more sense. This applies whether the sentence has the conditional in it to sound more polite, or just because it can. Right then, that's it. That's all the other stuff I think is important to know about the conditional. To sum up, if you've got a test on the conditional, don't forget that the conditional doesn't have to include a would. If clauses that just have the present or future tense after them also count as the conditional, and German and English match up pretty nicely there. The only thing is that because you can use the present tense to refer to the future in German, German often uses a present tense in clauses where you'd use a future tense in English. Also, wenn doesn't just mean if, it can also mean when or whenever. For cases when it's important to express that you mean if and definitely not when, you can use falls instead. I like to think of falls as meaning in case. I use it in sentences where the English version would sound okay with in case instead of if.
The match between if and when is a bit off on another front as well. That is that if sometimes doesn't translate as when at all. Whenever you could substitute if with the word weather, then it translates into German as ob instead. Ob is the word you use for both weather and if when it means weather in German. This isn't the sort of if that relates to conditional sentences. Back on the conditional, it is also possible to make conditional sentences that refer to the past. For instance, ich hätte schneller gearbeitet, I would have worked faster, and ich wäre zu Hause geblieben, I would have stayed at home. These match up pretty well to what we do in English, except that the verbs that take sein in the perfect tense form the past tense version of the conditional with wäre, would be, instead of hätte, would have. It gets a bit more complicated, though, when you add in a modal verb. To help work out what to do, I recommend advanced learners memorise the following sentences to use as models. Er hätte es kaufen können. He would have been able to buy it, i.e. he had had the opportunity to buy it, but didn't. Er könnte es gekauft haben. He was able to have bought it, i.e. it's possible that he bought it. Er hätte es kaufen müssen. He ought to have bought it, i.e. he had to buy it, but didn't. Er müsste es gekauft haben. He had to have bought it, i.e. it's a fair deduction that he bought it. Wenn er es hätte kaufen können and wenn er es gekauft haben könnte. Well, that's it for German Grammar Pod this time. I just want to remind you that you can find grammar tables and the transcript for this and all my other podcasts at uk.geocities.com slash germangrammarpod. You can contact me at germangrammarpod at yahoo.co.uk or you can leave comments on my blog at germangrammarpod.blogspot.com. I particularly recommend the recommendations entry in my blog where lots of you have left your recommendations for other useful learning resources for German. If you haven't been there in a while, it may be worth another look, as people are still adding to it and there are some clever ideas for resources. To get to it, when you get to my blog, scroll down to the bottom and click on Older Posts, then scroll down again until you find the Your Recommendations for German Podcasts one, which now contains comments recommending a wide range of resources. Also, I'd like to say thanks once again to Martin Kraus for his help with this podcast. Next time, I want to talk about relative pronouns. For instance, the who in The Man Who Is Eating the Fish or the which in The Park Which I Went To Yesterday. But until then, goodbye and thanks for listening.